And this is the card is going to change. I am your moderator of shorts, Dylan Swagglepostel, I guess. Uh, Steve Guy isn't here, thankfully. I am sitting here. Did you pay the $100 to replace him on Patreon? No. No, no. I am sitting here with AIW owner John Thorne, Jonathan Thorne. Not Jonathan. I, uh, and our special guest, well, our guest, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, MJF. Nope, nope. It's Friedman. Friedman. It's Friedman. Maxwell Jacob. Nope, not Maxis. Maxwell. Maxwell Jacob. Jacob Friedman. Friedman. MJF. There we go. The newest, one of the newest signings to AEW. We can we can tell by the jacket he is wearing. Oh yeah, brother. Uh, the like buzz, going everywhere. The buzz is real. He's got. A, he's a regular Tim Riggins with he his letterman jacket. He is one of them. He is one of them. Everyone wants. Everyone wants to be one of them these days. One of us. He's dude. one of them. A lot of us talking. Hi, Max. What's going on, buddy? Um, I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. We're sitting here. In this kitchen. Like in a ki- really cold. It's real cold. Really cold kitchen. This building is weird. I think they only turn, figured out a way to have heat on in the show space. Just the show space. We're, we're in Parma, Ohio, which, again, I asked Jonathan. I said, hey, how far is Parma? And he goes, five minutes. And I go, oh. Okay, I, I always think it's a completely different city. No, it's it, not. It's there's super a lot of, close to Cleveland. Yeah. There's a lot of suburbs in Cle- like Cleveland is broken off into a lot of suburbs. John had a lot of uh, he 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 was telling me a lot of facts today. It's the largest suburb in yeah. in the Cleveland area. Yeah, he did that. He wanted one of these days. He's going to take me to the zoo with his zoo pass. We always talk about that. Well, we could have uh, went today, brother. but I never want to fly in early because I enjoyed spending time with my kid. And John always wants to take me away from my son. <laughs> um, it's dark, man. It's real dark. <laughs> you asked me to fly in early, did you not? Well, you used to fly in early when you would uh, have slumber parties at Steve Guy all the time. And whoa, whoa. can you elaborate on that? He wanted to fly me in early <laughs> today, and you want to take time away from me and my son. Well, that's because we had we were supposed to film a bunch of vignettes for your social media. Yeah. By the way, when are we doing these? We got two to go. Well, we'll get them done. Don't we worry. We have two more to go. What are these vignettes? Well, I don't know. Oh, you probably can't do anything at Mania Week anymore because you're one of them. <laughs> I'll be there. Don't you? I'm actually going to be on the uh, AIW show. Yeah, he's anyway. on it. Yeah, okay. All right. Yes, you... Uh, I, well, hold on. We got to talk about me first. Sure, um, absolutely. I'm doing uh, a big, big swoggle death tour, essentially, I, and I'm doing vignettes for the collective. Um, so I called out Nick Gage. Called out Scotty Steiner and I called out Sexy Eddie. We filmed. You called in, out Sexy Eddie? Yeah, we filmed. That's in, the, I love that. That's the one I popped for the most. Yeah, out of the three. we filmed in Jonathan, Jonathan Thorne's bathtub. Yeah, we yeah. we did a whole bathtub wine candle setup. All right. It. Yeah, I was in a bathrobe. I specifically moved the bubbles above my penis. Good. Yeah. Oh, we don't want anybody. I to kept that. saying to him, "I said, just might be uh, might be a, a bad shot here." It was very. It, it was. Uh, he goes. He proceeds. I said. I said. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna get naked and get in the tub. He goes, and he just goes, <laughs> and I go, well, did you not think I was? That was really his laugh. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think. He, I, didn't, I was like, I was like, you want the basketball shorts? He goes, he goes. I said, did you think I was gonna wear my jeans in the water? Yeah. Do you want basketball shorts? I said, Goldust never wore basketball shorts when he did these kind of vignettes. That's a good point. Yeah, and I worked with him when I worked for Vince Jr. Yeah. in New York for ten years. <laughs> Um, circumcised or uncircumcised? Me? People need to know. Yeah, that's real weird. People need to know. The <laughs> listeners yeah. need to know. Uh, circumcised, of course. Yes. 
what my people can't be circumcised? I, people from Wisconsin? No. Uh, not what we're about here. Uh, seven year itch is today. We yes. were watching a Billy Kidman seminar. Very, very good Billy Kidman seminar. How happy are you with bringing Billy Kidman? Uh, he's been so great. Far? He's been great so far today. I it's mean, awesome. you get a lot of. We experience a lot of horror stories with guys. But Billy Kidman was just like awesome. Like he uh, sped into the parking. He's a very fast, crazy driver. Yeah, he came. He sped into the parking. Not only did he speed into the parking lot, he walked into the building with a towel over his shoulder, like a coach. Like, like he, oh, that's really cool. He was literally like he learned how to walk into a building from arm. Yeah. Was there any particular gems you heard that were like took you aback? You're like, huh, I never thought of that. Uh, so uh, the the one big thing that he said is. Uh, you know, people were asking a lot of questions and he said, uh, you know, guys that want to get all their shit in is mid card shit punches is top guy stuff. Oh, yeah, and, man. uh, I was like, wow, that is like, I was, just, that should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, he said, it's, uh, you won't, if you don't have a good punch, you aren't going to make it very far. Yeah. Which that one, like that was awesome to me. That was a big thing. And that's, me. you know, he went into the top guy shit stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was co-coaching. Uh, yeah, while you're playing your Nintendo. I was playing Mario Party and co-coaching. I was keeping an eye on the kids. Um, as you can probably hear in the background, there's now matches going on where MJ, where Billy Kidman asked, you guys want to like do anything physical, any matches? And no one really raised their hand. Crazy, and, dude. Nobody and, wants and, to get signed, bro. And I heard... MJF says... A no. birdie told me... <laughs> a cat. I, a, a birdie told me, I guess no yeah, one I think wants it was a to cat. get signed. I think it was a cat. It was a cat. It was a cat. It's a little kitty cat. This cat is actually useful. Dude, said, here's, here's a fucking legend. And literally, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyone want to wrestle? Forget about drills. Anyone want to wrestle? Wink, wink. And everyone's like... And he, Silence. he openly said, like, I don't like drills. I want to see matches. Yeah, he was, like, literally, like, as, as much as, like, spoon-feeding as you possibly he's could a, do. He's yeah, a, but I, I also, I also was, he was saying so much knowledge just vocally. Stuff, just, stuff that you, like, yeah. you're not going to hear on the indies. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was and, and some of these guys, I don't, you know, you never want it to be, like, this, this almost paying for a live shoot interview, but also... With that, he was saying so much knowledge. I didn't. I almost didn't want it. These guys to do this because now they're they're taking time away from it. Okay. That was my thing. I, told, I feel that. Yeah. Because not only certain guys are going to learn from this. Yeah. Only the guys that are doing the matches are going to learn from it. Yeah. Well, do you think there's going to be time for everybody to hop in there? There's or no still way? two more. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we got time before the show, but uh, let's uh, let's kind of move on to MJF. Uh, Oh, this is the MJF show. Well, you know, uh, I don't, I, I don't know how many more of these he's going to be allowed to do before I got to speak to the publicity department. <laughs> All right, uh, give us some dirt on the uh, pool party. <laughs> get, some hey, dirt. What do you say? What, what do you always t- say to me? What's get, that? Hey, let's get to the heart of the matter on this pool party. Let's get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> the heart of the matter. Yeah. Oh, the the, uh, <laughs> the press conference. Yeah. He wasn't at there. Was, there was no. I did both of them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's get to the heart of the matter. It was a. Uh, Babes. Okay, so oh, hold <laughs> a on. A lot of hot babes. A lot of hot babes. We'll get. We'll, let's. We'll circle. We'll circle up to uh, his current. Oh, I'm, fr- I'm sorry. Are you Steve Guy in this, or am I? Well, who's Steve Guy? Steve Guy's the ring announcer. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, so I we, wish I didn't I, know him. I guess. I think I'm crashing at his house tonight. Honestly. I'm sorry. I want to. He's I'll, king. <laughs> am I in trouble? Is Steve Guy a touchy feely guy? <laughs> One night, it, it, he sometimes Swaggle does wake up and he's laying next to him and he says, "I just want to sleep next to my buddy." It's not a false statement. <laughs> Isn't he married? He's married. Steve Guy's married. He has a... With a doctor wife. No, he has a girlfriend. 
right? She's not a doctor. She's like a doctor or a lawyer. She's the one that's making. She's racking in the bucks. That's she all ha- I he know. has a girlfriend. Because I, uh, I was real. I was having a real good time. It was me, Eddie Kingston, and Mance Warner, and we we were having a real good time. A couple shows ago, this was. And uh, yes, and we went over to his house, and I was like, "Why does why does Steve Guy have this gigantic house? Like it made no sense to it's me. It's a rental. And he he admitted that he he's not paying for that that no. place, man. No so, way. Uh, this is so. This is MJF is a guy that he was one of the send me messages every day guy. One I want to get booked. Oh, when he was Feinstein. Yes. Feinstein. I don't know who that is. I loved it. I Maxwell. I made me so happy. <laughs> Maxwell Feinstein. One of and, the biggest ribs ever in wrestling. And when when Biggins was still alive, he said, "We're not booking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, named, he's named Feinstein. What happens if somebody Google's Feinstein?" And you know that's a whole can of worms. But uh, I first. So I just. Uh, do you, you want to know the story behind that name? Or yes. Do you, okay. So uh, it was name day at Creative Pro. And Kurt Hawkins sitting behind the desk, and I walk in the room, and I'm all excited. And I'm like, my name should be Maxwell Tyler Friedman. It's my name anyway. It's like super douchey. Do it up, right? And he's like, oh, I don't think he can say that. No? We just have to edit this whole part out. But right, it's funny, right? That really happened. That's funny. So I I guess I chopped that whole story out. So yeah, for for you listeners (laughs) that didn't probably get the, get to hear what i said the story some things aren't for public consumption kurt hawkins changed his name yeah to feinstein and then i said oh that's a cool name and he giggled because i did not know oh yeah the, the story oh yeah because you're not a wrestling fan that's not true that's not accurate go ahead i did not know the story so i went on with that name for a while until tommy dreamer of all people was the one that clued me in so so, uh, Mr. Feinstein used to send me a lot of Facebook messages, and uh, what, what were they? Oh, I, I mean, like, hey, man, I'd love to, you know, like, book love me, a, j- copy, paste. Book you're me doing stuff. a lot of cool things. I'd love, love to, be, to be a part of it. I'd love, love to be there. I'd love to. Let's a do, lot of buzz. Let's do business, brother. Like stuff like that. Like, I'd love to do business with you someday. And oh uh, yeah, dude. I just uh, I, I left a lot of them in that fil- the Facebook filter area, you know. But Where you, you still, have to accept it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to not to accept it. I think he just felt bad because he knew I was one of Brian's students. And 100%. then, like maybe one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at WrestleCon two years ago, this guy is just fucking slumming around the AIW table all day, and I'm like, "This is that fucking guy." No. Yeah. I'm like, this is the guy that sends me what the messages. What were you doing? Just, just hanging out? Well, I've, I've always been a fan of AIW. So he's just trying. That's to, a shoot. So you could, tr- he was trying to. He was trying to figure out a way to to break the ice. So he's just know? hanging out by the table. Yeah, he's, he's I just, just didn't know how to start the conversation. I was super nervous. And then, like, finally, like, you know, because people have been getting, feeding me drinks there all day. Finally, I was like, "Hey, man." <laughs> he did. I, he started the conversation. I was like, I was like, if you just you just keep doing what you're doing, I'm gonna have no choice but to book you. But like. That's- my favorite response because that's the that's the that's the copy and paste response. Is, is that what key. ACW Wisconsin is that a no? I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's either a non-answer or a hey man, we're booked solid. Well, booked it's, solid, brother. It's, it's not really a copy and paste answer because like uh, a lot of people, I don't even want to say that to, but mm. because most people aren't doing what he was doing, so a lot of people are just like hey, you know, standing around and like fucking One pajama show. pants and they're yeah. like hey i'd love to be here and i'm just like i don't even know who the fuck you are mm. but he had he had at least started doing 
shows and was was starting to travel a lot. And you were seeing his name on more, you know, more shows. And uh, what I told him is, you know, if you keep doing that and you keep building a name up, I'm going to have no choice as a promoter but to eventually bring you in because you are going to be a you're a guy that is cultivating an audience for better or for if worse. You get enough buzz, right? There's no war, there's no. Yeah, if you get you a, no if, if a wrestler gets enough buzz, promoters have no choice. But and at, to that, book at them. that point, I was doing okay at the nor- in the Northeast. Yeah, like he was yeah. traveling a little bit, so like he wasn't like uh, you know a, a top indie guy, but he no. was a guy that was like moving moving his way around to where you don't see a lot of tra- you don't see a lot of the traveling guys anymore. And he he was a guy a name that was popping up on more shows than just like one one show. So. Uh, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where we left it. And then I went and got a picture with Marty Gennetti cause I was drunk. (laughs) That's how I got got out of the conversation. Uh, and Marty Gennetti was, some girls were trying to get Marty Gennetti to go into the Shawn Michaels autograph room. And I was, I was observing that and he's like, I don't know if fucking Shawn wants to see me lady. And and then you just booked MJF. Well, I, I, ish. So I got booked for, I got, I knew I was supposed to be doing WWE extra work. And they also, I knew that that was going to be one of those ones where they actually let you wrestle in the ring. So they'd have a shot to like, look at you and see you, whatever. And then that same exact week that Hawkins hit me up, Dom hit me up and was like, Hey, Thorne wants to book you for one of our smaller bar shows. If you do well, you might be used regularly. This is probably the dumbest decision you ever made. (laughs) Probably. Uh, (laughs) So I, I called up Hawkins and respectively said I didn't want to do the extra work. And I drove eight hours here and I made my debut for AIW. Idiot. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's, I mean, I, you know, like talk about forcing my hand to book somebody, wanted right? It, like, wanted it. Like how, how, can you, how could you not book a guy after, after that? You know, like. A hundred percent. No, I fully agree that you're, yeah. Like I, I personally was like, you should probably do the extra work, <laughs> I remember, man. Like, yeah. like you should do that extra work. And Hawkins was like, I'm offering this guy a fucking, it was a five day loop. It was like a pay-per-view, yeah. a SmackDown, a house show. It was like, it, I think there was a house show mixed in. It wasn't like a two day or it was like a, it was like a four day SummerSlam loop or something like yeah. something crazy. And uh, it, yeah. Cause it was like NXT, SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown. Jesus. You're and, an idiot. But the, uh, the way I looked at it was I can go over there hope somebody sees me and notices me and maybe I'll get a tryout, right? Or I can continue to try to cultivate buzz and get to work for a company I wanted to work for for a very long time. That's and very, I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely respectable, but... <laughs> but... Really, I mean, it's really dumb, yeah. I feel, because... You never know there. You you know. Yeah, that... Sure. You could have broke, broke your neck here. Sure. Hundred percent. Who did you wrestle, Dom? I wrestled Dom. I had we had a really fucking fun match, actually. I I remember that match being really fun. Was I on the the show? No, no. It was was me, Kiku, right? Dick Justice. I don't. I I don't even remember. Honestly, you didn't. You wouldn't watch it. It was at that Tequila Jacks. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've never. You never brought me there. It's a. We I don't. We don't have any dates there. It's just too far out, but. At that point, it was a place to where we could try guys out and do different things. So, so and Dom, Dom to his credit, pushed hard for for MJ. Dom oh, is, yeah. you know what? Really did. You know what? Here's here's the thing about Dom is I, I give him a lot of hell. I call him the you know the Dom Sapolsky and all that. But Dom is very <laughs> Dom very good at 
he tries to get opportunities for people. Yeah, and he's very good at putting his name out there for guys and cluing you in as to hey, because he knows he kind of has my ear on things because I just don't I don't watch indie wrestling anymore. It's like, hard to pay attention. There's so much and like there's, there's so much more. And he's in Thorne's caught up on Uncle Meltzer's uh, reports. Uh, okay, I, you know I he's, listen I listen to Meltzer now and that's he's about caught it. up on that. He doesn't care yeah. about indie stuff. He cares yeah. about that and Twitter buzz. Melts dog and you Twitter gotta get buzz. Twitter buzz. Yeah, you know and like and honestly it's like. AIW is kind of it's not growing at at a rate, but I've taken on more responsibilities recently, you know, in the last couple of years. So it's like, <laughs> how do you have time to sit and watch, you know, fucking sup graps or yeah. you know, any of these, you know, any of these other companies like there's so many new companies now and Dom about, I mean it's I, Dom it's, is in the middle of it all. Yeah, and there's so many guys out like and you can't for example, ACW back home, we've had the same core roster for five years, mm. and it's and see, I don't like that. I, think I don't turn, like it. I, I think turnover is it's good. finally becoming a thing where we all kind of sat back and go, "Hey, we need to push a couple guys out, use a couple guys, see if these guys are missed, give these guys ch- because it, it it's going to be stagnant." We're in the territory system again. At I, least that's how I look at it, it. It is kind of like the territory system back home. It's not. Well, and no, like, I t- it isn't. <laughs> so I, it's, it's literally just us. Not to get like even more inside baseball, but you know, like, uh, not even a copy and paste response to people. But there's guys that are great, but you just can't bring them in. And I've been telling a lot of people. I said, you know, uh, I know you want to work for all these companies that you've heard of, but I really think that wrestling, independent wrestling specifically, is going to get more regionalized yeah. because there's been such a high turnover on signings that it's going to become more of like about who you can build on in your core area. And there's, you know, maybe you get like one of these guys to come in every now and then, uh, just like the territories used to be, you know, maybe Ric Flair comes to town once a year or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. But, uh, you know, it's, it's changing so much. And I actually like, I like now when somebody's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting signed or I'm getting a contract because it's like okay, I have fucking 13 students sitting on the bench over yep. there. You know, like now I I can slide fucking Twan Tucker into a match or something. You know, against me. <laughs> well, that's the, <laughs> it's it's a big test for old Tweezy tonight. For who? For Twan. A we, big test for Twan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is on. For him? How, you did six WrestleManias, man. Like six, dude. Count them six. All right, back six to, times. Back to MJF. Here's my the the burning question. Let's get to the heart of the matter. This, okay, heart of the matter. <laughs> we're really cutting around on this because huh? you're you're we're really gonna have to we're really editing this one. Yeah, up we're, he was the first one. You, well, you guys are you guys. The story are, was funny, and I told you it was funny, and that's why everybody in the room laughed. Was he was the little, first one. He he said a little inappropriate. That's all. I'm trying to cost him his job. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to cost anybody their job. Uh, so. Tell us about getting the call. Who called you? How did it happen? What happened? In regards to... I your, don't know the your, jacket you're wearing, Mark. Oh, okay. Uh, in regards to all... Have you wrestling. done media before? <laughs> Ever. I I almost never do it out of gimmick, so I'm kind of weird. Yeah. But, the, uh, uh, yeah. This is like... Even his like weird documentary that he had made was like all... Completely in, in gimmick. Gimmick just and weird. The not that I'm not in gimmick right now. I'm just, just in a good mood. Um, yeah, yeah, you and your... 
crappy pumps yeah. and your <laughs> shitty jeans. My pumps are amazing. Really, MJF. You shit on everybody, man. You Dude, like people. You're bitter. He's, he's, you're an angry, bitter. he's an angry little elf. You're bitter. Look at his face. Can you just answer the question? <laughs> Fine. Uh, what happened? What, uh, what occurred was for All In... Uh, well, I, yeah, uh, let's backtrack because I, I feel like All In was probably like... A, that's what did it for Like me. a pilot taping, yeah. so to speak, 100%. for what this became. Like, yeah. How do you even get involved th- to that point? Because it was ROH guys and... New Japan guys. And oh, like, yeah. Then it was, you know, like you and Matt Cross were like the guys from... The Indies. Yeah. Like, really? Well, he's Lucha Underground, but, you know, like you guys were the two... Like you guys were the match they, that everyone's like, okay, like I see, I, this one makes sense, this one makes sense. Like this one is kind of weird with this yeah. group of guys. How it, does that come to be? They had... I'm going to guess they had Matt Cross booked and they go, who has been a Rosebud before? <laughs> I've actually and, never been on Rosebud. Feinstein was He there. turned down the extra work. I turned down the Rosebud, how, So how, how did All In happen? I've been shoved by Samoa Joe. So how did All In happen? Um, so how All In happened was uh, Ethan Page uh, is a part of a promotion in Canada called Alpha One, mm-hmm. and he helped me get over there. And um, I had wrestled there a bunch of times, and then Alpha One had brought in Cody, and Cody got to see me wrestle. And I think based off of what he saw in Canada, we built a rapport and... Oddly and sporadically and randomly, we would contact each other back and forth. And once they announced All In, I got a DM on Twitter, and he asked me if I'd want to be a part of it. Okay. <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> so where does it go from there? From there? This uh, is where you keep yeah, going. Like it felt so, like so this what's, is media. What's the, what's, the feed, <laughs> what's the feedback on the match? Um, but even before that, because they hadn't announced it, so I was getting nervous because I really wasn't aware of what I was going to do okay. for a while until I was told about two or three months prior. And then I was like, okay, I've wrestled Matt three times. So I, I knew him. I, I knew what I was getting into. I knew what kind of match I was going to be having. And I just would just mentally play around with what I wanted to do in this match and what I wanted to achieve in this match. And once I got there... Did you realize that it was... like You realized it was an opportunity, but I'm sure you couldn't have dreamed what... I understood the magnitude to. of that night. Yeah. I did not understand the magnitude of what it would lead to, not in the slightest. Right. Um, I just looked at it as, this is a tryout, not for AEW. There just was, for the world, basically. It was it, for hold the on. world. Hold on. For the this is a visual podcast, so sure. for the listeners at home, he said AEW proceeded to point to the jacket he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, going. Yeah, you know, I gesticulate a lot when I talk. I use my hands a lot. It's Swaddle, a New York Swaddle's thing. just so. It's bitter. a New York thing, man. I'm not bitter he's at all. Old man. I don't uh, like him. He's so, gri- he's grizzled at least. So <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, you're grizzled. Uh, so once I got there. I, I knew my game plan, but once I walked inside that stadium, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm looking around. I'm like, you mean like all these seats are going to be filled? And I had to like internally like try not to have a mental breakdown. Like, you know what? Like you've, you've worked all the quote unquote top independents. You, you, you have enough seasoning. There's a reason why you got here, Max. So just calm down and do what you do best and just perform, right? And uh, do you think, I mean, not to cut you off, but sure. do you think a lot of that is because Kurt Hawkins trained you to be prepared for certain things and Holy trained you shit. a certain way? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I am not the best person to ask because I'm going to be a bit biased, but I, I, I think he's like the best 
well, mind, I, well, or one of the best minds. I think in I, I think I think Kurt Hawkins gets a gets a bad rap with fans because mm. they don't really appreciate the things that he is just un, in, incredibly indescribably good at. Sure. Uh, to where it's stuff that uh, you know he never tries to get himself over. He Ever. always tries to get everybody over. Yep. And uh, I think that that's kind of to his detriment uh, to yeah. an extent. Because he's so worried about, but at the same time, that's good. kept him a job because nobody else is almost nobody else in our generation is capable of doing what he does. Exactly, but you know, it, it just kind of sucks on the other end of his career that he's, you know, not where I like. I feel and people that know him like and know how good he is, mm-hmm. like he deserves way, way, way more. I, he is somebody that could make anybody look like a superstar. And do you, do you think that he kind of instilled that? mentality in you a little bit i would legit i would go to these shows and and i wouldn't say anything out loud but i would watch matches and i'd be like i don't get it nothing there's nothing happening but like bullshit it's just a ton of bullshit bell to bell just kicky dudes and flippy dudes and like nothing's happening for any rhyme or reason nobody's getting better or looking better out of it right no story's been told nothing has benefited the second bell rings, matches over. And I think that's kind of what uh, you know led to some of your success because you would do like a bunch of little things, and then you do an eye poke, mm. and you got this eye poke thing over, and yeah. then you know uh, it just uh, you brought so much of like people don't uh, people probably don't associate you with old school like traditional wrestling, but. That's really, I think, what got you over, mm. and you know that leads you to this all-in yeah. show, and you know, so we're there, and you know, you're getting you're getting prepared for the match. Um, you know, what is there nerves? Oh my god, I'm shitting myself. Uh, I was I was freaking out, and it was it was funny because I was not calm at all, and I walked up to Cody. And I said, hey, man, is there anything in particular you want from this match? Like, if, if there's anything that you're, you, you feel that you want me to get out of it, let me know. And he just, like, cut me off. And he was like, you're here for a reason. And he walked away. And right. I was like, okay. That didn't calm me down 100%, but it definitely calmed me down a little bit. Sometimes I do think people need to hear that because there, yeah. there are guys that are obsessive about feedback and what oh did I God, do yeah. wrong and how, how can I improve. And uh, sometimes it's just like, if you're a booker of something or a promoter, it's like you're booked. You're booked for a reason. Yeah. It's like uh, you I wouldn't know. put a shit. Uh, I wouldn't put shit out there that unless right. It's like it's like I'm not just being like, oh hey dude, uh, you know, <laughs> have fun shit in my ring around the fucking yeah. corner. Go out there and have a blast, bro. It's and like you know, sometimes professional wrestlers forget that they are professional wrestlers. Yeah. And they're you're a star, dude. They're Act like one. You're there for a reason. No matter what the show is, somebody decided, hey, I want to give you money to be here. Yep. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think wrestlers need to realize that. And then, you know, I'll watch matches, especially on the independents where I'll be seeing wrestlers. Not they're not even wrestling for the crowd. Yeah. They just wrestle for themselves. That or the the promoter. Yeah. And you will literally be seeing them. They'll do something and, and look instantly at the they'll pop up. And they'll go check out if the is the promoter watching. See here, see what I just do uh, here. People don't wrestle for the promoter; they wrestle for Big Twan, and they look for Big Twan. Oh God, yeah, you you want that Big Twan pop, man? Yeah, if you get the Big Twan pop, that's like, you know, you made it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, so you have the match; it goes it goes well. Yeah, uh, when, the the second I went through the curtain, 
uh, at the beginning, I was so nervous. I was like, okay, are these people going to know what I, what I, like who I am? Right. Because I've been doing good on the indies, but the indies is the indies. At the end of the this day, is the 12,000 people. That yes. could be every indie fan on earth. The second my music hit, everyone loudly fucking booed. Like loud, and I was like, "All right, I can work with this." Right. And I and I instantly I went from "Oh fuck, oh fuck" to like, "Fucking." Felt comfortable. Yes, and I went out there, and I and I loved every minute of it, and I milked every minute of it, and we got to the back, and uh, right away I was greeted with "Holy fuck!" That was thank dude. That's how we start the show. Hell yeah! I have fucking Tully Blanchard, a guy whose tape I've studied like endlessly until my eyes have bled, walk up to me like that's fucking that's heel work like that. You know what that's, I mean? That's pretty cool. So it's like there was it was just it was moments like that, and there was there was a lot of moments like that. They were just really cool because there were so many people in the industry there. Because this was this was one of the biggest shows in, and I don't think this is an overstatement. This is one of the biggest shows in the history of our industry, considering what time frame it was done it, in and what what comes out of it. Yes, you know, it's a very, you know, it, it's it's a very kind of historic event. And if you if you look around, I mean, every who who's who in our industry was and, it's, and especially with how kind of a b c d wrestling has gotten in the last 20 or so years like this is definitely like uh you felt a pivot you didn't know like you know what I mean? yeah. everybody at least felt that there's a pivot in the industry is gonna swing a, one way or the other you know it's either gonna go you know hard to how things have been or it's gonna you know creak a door open a little bit yeah. you know but like everyone's kind of like paying attention to see how this whole thing came How's about. How's it going to pan out? What's going to happen next? Right. Which is great for wrestling. And I, I guess, you know, let's get into next. You know, how, yeah. you know, I don't know how, how many months later it could have, you know. It happened. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but you, you've signed, you signed another contract in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, op- open, openly, I'll say I, I, I signed it without really even thinking about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very happy at MLW now. Allow me to say that I get compensated properly. I get treated properly. Um, I'm I'm used properly. But when I when I got there, they understood they had a 19 year old kid who had a lot of potential. So they threw a contract in front of him. Here, hey, we got TV. Right. Obviously, I mean, everybody's going to sign it, especially at that time. There's yes. there's been no pivot in the industry. I did know? not. I didn't think. A, I didn't even think of, for a second. I went whoop, 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 just signed like, it, put the paper back in his hand. Just like when I signed with the Urban Wrestling Federation, yeah. brother. <laughs> the what? With the Urban Wrestling Federation, brother. I don't know that. Well, I can't talk about it. I had to sign a non-disclosure. Oh okay. wow! Oh wow! Oh, Might wow. have expired by now. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I I signed that, and I was doing good there. And then I was told that there was interest from people, you know, people in the place where Swaggle yes. might have worked six times for one of those big, you know, and and I was like intrigued with that. But I was also told that they were very much so afraid to touch me because of the MLW contract. Right. So I was like, well, guess I'm going to have to wait this one out for a while. Yeah, because you had signed for a while. Yeah. And then and then out comes this all elite wrestling thing. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was just a part of All In. Maybe something will happen. But internally, I was like, don't get your hopes up. Who the fuck would touch you? If, if that other company is not going to touch you because of this right. MLW contract, why the fuck, right? And it, it, I got a uh, text uh, from Cody, and, I was, and he was like, hey, there's somebody that I, I want you to talk to. 
and I was on the phone with somebody for an hour and a half who is now my boss in uh, Tody Khan. And I t- we talked, we talked, we talked, and like we just got a feel for each other. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is crazy. Like, we're, we were just just shooting the shit, like, like two, like, normal, regular dudes, and at the end of the conversation, it was, yeah, uh, I heard about that MLW thing, I really don't care, we're a big fan of your work, and we want it, we want you anyway, and I was like, you know what I mean, and, uh, and how does, it, and how does that work, do they just work out an agreement or something? Um, so I, I have to do, I, I did sign a non-disclosure, so I can't really go into yeah. it, go into it, but what it, what it just was, was, we're interested in you, are you interested in us, yes, I was explained what the deal was and I went, that sounds favorable. Right. And I went with, I went there and there was also the constant fear of they're just going to change their mind. They're going to change their, literally every day that the contract wasn't sent to me in my head, I was like, it's over. They're, they, they, they realize that it's the juice isn't worth is, the squeeze. And is, ML, is MLW cool at that point? Now they're super fucking cool with it because now court Bauer gets to have this, like hot cross new o- signee crossover on his, on show. his show. And that's, I think that's a smart way to look at it. I think that's good business. It's double, it's cross promotion. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you were a guy that was keeping it very, very, very under wraps. Big time. And, uh, I walk up to you at an AIW after party <laughs> and I say, Hey man, I heard you're on your way to, you're on your way to Jacksonville soon. And, uh, you look like you saw, you turned white. Oh you, yeah. You were, Ter- like you were Petrified. terrified terrified who, who told you that who yeah. told you that? and i said well <laughs> i said i just heard some things yeah man. yeah yeah and, and i just had to keep kayfabing it and you were like kayfabing it but yeah. like even though i knew deep down you're, we were sharing a moment there but i couldn't the color just like it was so funny yeah. because like you had no poker face at that point oh, you no. tried so hard yeah and uh i was like well you know i I hear some things and I hope you do it right. Yeah. You know, if, if you're happen to be on a flight to Jacksonville in the next couple of weeks yeah. and, and that uh, didn't mean a lot to me. Cause you were to just me that like, meant I had people in my corner, you know, you were just like, I'll never forget that though. Like you yeah. were just sitting at this table with Mance Warner drinking some beers yeah. and like, I just like whisper something to you and you just look at me huh? and, uh, it was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. What are you yeah, talking about? I, yeah. I, and, uh, I, I just, you know, I'll never forget that. I thought that that was kind of a, a funny, a, a funny moment, and uh, I did, you know, watch your press conference and things like that, and I was like, uh, that day I'll never forget. It's reported, <laughs> MJF spotted lost, <laughs> lost in the parking lot of the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, and I was like, this fucking guy blew it already. So, so it was, uh, it was the funniest thing. They were filming stuff. Uh, I don't even know what for, and they were like, hey, just walk outside. We're going to continue to film you in your suit, looking at blah blah blah. And I walk outside, and I go. There are fans right over. And I just instantly turned around and walked back into the building. It's almost as if the person that was recording wasn't aware that, like, it was everything. It, people, it was starting. Secret, yeah. and it was starting. Yeah. And, like, so I just walked right back in, and I was like, no way they saw me. It was, like, one second. Oh, and yeah, I go on like, my phone on Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> but luckily, like, not enough. It didn't get enough traction. To that way, when I came out, it was a, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's it's probably been a crazy couple weeks for you. Yeah, man. Or months, months. at this point. Yeah. At, yeah, at this point, months. Uh, so what is your mindset going forward? What do you see a year from now? Uh, I feel right now I'm, I'm getting enough traction where I'm being looked at as, as, as one of the top guys, but I want, I want people to, when they say my name, I want them to go, Oh, this is the, this is the fucking guy. That's what I want. 
and and I think it's I think it's attainable. I really do. I think you know, I know that you get a lot of shit sometimes, but I think people are scared to say that. Sure. And, uh, the fact that you're not is probably half the battle of, yep. of getting there because so many people are scared of like, oh, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. And like, uh, I think once you get past the point of worrying about what everybody over here is thinking and worrying about your, you know, where you're headed and what you want to be, I think that's really half the battle. So like sitting there saying, I want to be the fucking guy. I mean, go out in that other room and go ask how many people they want to be the fucking guy. Sure. Uh, not too many people are going to say it because they don't, you know, they, they don't even know what that means. And they might say it, but they don't truly like, they won't believe it. Yeah. And, and I, I think your work ethic kind of show that like, you know, I mean, look, you, you made it far in what, two and a half years, three years. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 it's not like a bullshit promo. Yeah, no, not at all. And the, the thing is, anyone who's been successful, especially in this industry, you need a chip on your shoulder and you need to think you're the shit. Like you look at a guy like Dylan, you know, I would, I would assume that most people his, his size would look in a mirror and be like, I can't be a professional wrestler. But Dylan was like, no, fuck you. And he went out, he did it and he fucking creamed it and killed it. And then you got a guy again, Hawkins, here's this fucking, he's a child in Long Island wrestling at NYWC in a tag team with his best friend and a tryout happens but he had the mindset of, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be the standout. Gets right. a contract at fucking like, what, 19, 20? So you just, you have to have that mindset in order to be successful in this business, in my opinion. And I think that's, you know, I, I think the killer instinct kind of of people goes goes missing to an extent right now. You know, like uh, even like even Swaggle was busting my balls earlier today, but I was like, I'm just trying to get this like fucking killer instinct mode going, mm-hmm. heading into this WrestleMania weekend. He's like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" I was like, <laughs> "I'm trying to focus, man. Like, yeah. I, like if you think it, like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't buy into if you think it, it will happen. But if you think it, it's you're gonna fucking try to make it happen. Oh, yeah. You know, I you just, have. I, I'm, I'm, and I, I always go into it the opposite way. I always go into it thinking negatively. So that when it turns out well, it's like, oh, fuck, this is really cool. <laughs> Everyone's got their own way, man. Well, yeah. And uh, to, to you, I know that you and I had this conversation before, Dylan. It's like, it's, uh, you know, you made it and you made it for so long. And now you're trying, you're at that reinvent yourself stage. And it's hard. It's hard for you to lock into that. I, I'm fucking, I'm locked in and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be this killer because I didn't have to for so long. Right. You didn't have to and you made it and you were there. And you were on, I don't want to say you were on easy street, but it was 100%. like, WWE is like, you go here, this is what you do. You go home, you go here, this is what you do. You go home. Here's a lot of money. They and, make me the star. Right. I don't have to, I literally have to get, get on the plane. You know what? I'd, I'd like to hear from your perspective. Would you feel there's more politicking going on at the next level? Or do you feel there's more nasty politicking going on on the independent this level? level? This now, level currently, I feel at this point the same yes. way. At this point currently, uh, ten years ago, no. Yeah, currently, way more. You think it's flip flopped because oh, it, yeah. it seems like every, I couldn't agree more. Everybody that's in WWE or at this high level of wrestling, everyone is just like, it's great. Everything's fun. There's no assholes, and like, I think yeah, the 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 locker room bullies are gone. But like, it's a fun environment. Indies mm. are kind of like you know. I, you guys probably experience it more than I would experience. I have so it, many stories, you know, because I don't, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm a promoter. I I worry about AIW, I, and that's I, it. You guys have to go all over. And I you- just I see it 
just it's so cutthroat, so oh, he's kind of the shit, son. Oh yeah, oh, he's kind of the shit. I'll come in for this instead. Hey man, you should go with this idea. I, there's, I think there's a lot I, I, like weird manipulation. Oh yeah, and it's just again that's where I'm blind to it because I didn't deal with it in mm. WWE. Right, and uh, so uh, and I still do, I still personally when I go on the road back home I deal with it here and there promoter wise. But on the road, I don't deal with it because I'm coming in. I'm biting. Your an Hornswoggle, ass. former TV star. I'm coming in. I'm biting an ass. I'm leaving. But in Wisconsin, you're Dylan Postel. I'm normal. Yeah, you're just, just normal. You're, you're the guy that didn't got a shot he didn't deserve or yes. whatever, you know. And I'm the prom- guy doing that that did that, and now promotes and wrestles on those shows and does this, and yeah. But so you know, I, I guess this is kind of a funny story because uh, you know, especially having both of you on right now, it's like. MJF, you were a guy that figured out a way to cultivate yourself and get out to where now Swoggle is we're like myself and Ethan Page and other people are trying to teach him like, hey, like you made it and you have this gigantic fan base that you do nothing with because you were used to just getting told what to do. So it's like now now I have a notification on my phone at noon every day that just says tweet. Yeah. Because I don't. Because he would not even I, think of social so media. So funny, man. I never do. Twitter. Oh my god. I never use it. It's so important. You know what? I, you know what? I, I use it for what I call the the Zack Ryder esque posts. Mm. When how can I tweet this company to get so something they, free? So they send me free things. But see, like you're in that point where you have to think about like, okay, me. I was in WWE for ten years, but like, what if I'm not there for again for ten more years? Yep. And now it's like. You got to figure out a way to make to monetize yourself off of that, and I feel like that's why so many guys get fired now from WWE, just vanish into oblivion because that's exactly how yeah because they they're used to coasting yeah and it's just like you know you have to find that killer instinct to go out and be like no you should book me over this guy and this guy and this guy, um, but. Uh, you know, it's a, it's just an interesting dynamic because it's like, uh, you know, you're both on your way up, but in different, you know, in di- different, different paths. Like, like you're on your way up for the first time. Dylan's, you know, trying to find his way back up again for the second time, and he's getting little tastes here and there. You know, and I'd like, say there's like a cool rebirth going on for you, and a lot of people are popping for the matches that are coming up for you. That the well, right there. Um, I will. I fully admit. I asked Thorne, and I had Thorne literally set this mania week up for me because of that. Because I sent him and two others a text of just being like, "Fuck, this is like depressing." Yeah, like kind of like down on yourself. Yeah, and because I got released, uh, and that was like that first six months was amazing because I was doing these indie matches and throwing Germans and doing this stuff. And it was still like hot, hot, uh, fiery hornswoggle. That, that's six months. You know, you got to worry about and the next I, six years. After, yeah. And I didn't. I was going to coast on that because I did that. I coasted with WWE for 10 years. And <coughs> then when I'm seeing things happening around me and I'm, it, it's the gym class. Mm. Everyone else is getting picked for dodgeball and I'm sitting here watching. Yep. And and I I think you know you and I have to have these conversations and sometimes it's hard for me to have these conversations with you because you view your career through the WWE eyes mm-hmm. you know and 
I view it kind of from the outside to where it's like, you got to realize how you can monetize yourself on this level, because there's so much money to be made at this level for you, but you got, you got to kind of go out and get it. It is funny, isn't it? Because I'll see like these salty ex WWE dudes. Well, why the fuck is that guy getting booked? Right. And I'm out here. I was on fucking TV. What the fuck is this? Right. And meanwhile, if they just tried to have a bit, a little bit more of indie appeal, They'd be making just much money right. as you me gotta, here. Like, even I tell students. Relevancy. Yep. And, like, even I tell students, it's like, what works in WWE doesn't necessarily work on this level. And what works at this level, does, you know, is not going to help you at that level. But you have to you have to find that, that switch for both, you know. And uh, for Dylan, he's slowly starting to kind of figure it out. But... You know, it, it took a lot of conversations and like, hey, man, like you have 600,000 Twitter followers. You tweet once a year. Like you got to go use that shit. Like, I don't know that before I got on this, I, the last time I used Instagram was probably six months ago. Right. And it's just it's it's there's so many people that because have that reach and just, I just just like, you know, to kind of circle back. Like I told, you know, MJF, if you keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to be forced to book you. If you're the only XWWE guy utilizing his fan base and promoting other promoters and promotions, they're going to see great value in that. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be like, I'm bringing Hornswoggle in three times a year instead of once. And it's it's also about re-educating the fans because the fans on TV saw you for years as the funny little man that hit under the ring, bit asses, and ran away. And now you're out here on the indies and they're watching you be a real wrestler. And you're reinventing yourself. Yes. And But, you know... It, at that time, it's not like WWE where you're wrestling in front of 20,000 people or whatever. You got to go out and wrestle in front of 200 people, and you got to hope to retain five of those as fans and yeah. build it in every single city. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the Billy Kidman seminar is wrapping up, so we should probably get this show Maxwell, on the road. I don't like you. <laughs> I always say I don't like you. I do. Uh, I messaged Hawkins a lot about you. In the beginning, and I still do. Usually, it's busting your balls. But yeah. I've also always put you over because you you're a good you're a good person. Don't tell them that. Uh, you're a good person, <laughs> uh, and I think the buzz is going to help you. I really do, and I think that there's only up from here. Obviously, no one knows what this venture is going to do a year from now, two years from now. But it's only up. Uh, I'm very glad it happened to one of Hawkins' kids because he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. So, but it's good. I'm, I'm very happy for you, and it's just going gonna, gonna to be a good... But take it all, take everything with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Everything. You don't want to wind up like bitter swoggle down here. He, he oh, hates God every, damn, right? He hates looking every, right in the mirror. He hates. Yeah, you are looking <laughs> in the mirror. Dude. This is you on the way down, man. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, bitter swoggle. It's but that's a, it's a real thing. It's you know it's it, like like I said you know I didn't realize it until we started this. It, it it was it's such an interesting dynamic because you guys are in similar positions but it's different literally positions. Flip flop. We're right. we're the same. We're going on the same path. Yeah. But I'm going. I have to reinvent. Yeah, on this level, and, and he's getting yeah. signed at a young age, you know, and like he's going up. So it's like, if, that's why there's one thing I always want to do if I was ever was on this podcast because I know a lot of the students listen to it. And if there's one thing I did want to say, is there's gonna be 
a lot of backlash when you come in right away because you're going to have to learn what's okay to do, what's not okay to do, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say. People are going to look for reasons not to like you in the first place uh, because unfortunately not everybody's as cool as Dylan and not everybody's understanding. So uh, try your best uh, mouth closed, you know, ears, eyes open, peeled. And also my other big thing that I would tell everyone is if you are, which is most people, 5'9", 5'10", with brown hair, brown eyes, and you know you don't look like a mastodon, you're not going to get signed to WWE right away, and you're not going to get signed to WWE if you only work for one promotion, regardless of how well you are used. Right. So please, please, please figure out what companies have the buzz that we've been referring to this whole entire time. Get in your fucking car and drive there. Or stand next to the WrestleCon table for two hours. There you go. Until they talk to you. <laughs> Until they finally talk to you. All right. I guess we'll wrap that up. Thanks a lot. Uh, MJF, Dylan, as always. Bye. Bye.